just the way doctors are. Right. Even, oh, give her this medication. I oh, mean, give her this. I feel like they're just trying to do it as mu- as convenient as possible. Yeah. For you. you know what I mean? With like what that's, they know. That's the sad part. Is and that's that, how they're trained. Well, mm-hmm. exactly. And that mm-hmm. that's the kind of the sad part is that like, there's dying people are seen as an inconvenience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they could be in less pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they give you a pill, but then it causes three other problems. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, <laughs> like absolutely. those commercials, like you won't have allergies, right. but you have explosive diarrhea. And you right. I was going to say, I'd rather just sniffle a little than yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I don't understand these commercials, and then they tell you give the uh, you know try this whatever it's called, and then the side effects comes after. Like Worse, what is yeah. the point <laughs> of me taking this when yeah. you know it's there's like a all chance? All I, I had was sweaty way. palms before. Yeah. Like I don't know. With the sweaty palms, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bleeding from my asshole and possible <laughs> death? I don't think so. Right? I'll just sleep it off. Exactly. Yeah. Welcome to the Blitz Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and please enjoy the show. Well, you said photography. I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. how did you start photography? Uh, in general, um, I've just always... M- well, my father, when he w- when I was younger, he was big into photography. He mm. he was a Nikon guy, which is why I'm a Nikon mm-hmm. guy. I feel like it's uh, it's passed down. You, yeah. you know, <laughs> they're they're so similar now that uh, you're either you're one you're a brand, you're brand loyal because of something other I'm than brand loyal. To yeah, Canon. it's I figure. <laughs> That's record. What's recording me right now is Canon. Uh-huh. Even the lens is Canon. Lovely, lovely. Shout out to Canon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not sponsored by them, right? Yet, hopefully, not yet. Canon, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we all have something like that, like that's passed down from generation mm-hmm. to generation. You probably picked it up pretty easily then. Uh, I, I I like to think I have a pretty a good eye for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I haven't. I mean, I've just, ever like I said, most of my education is self taught. So mm-hmm. like. Um, I wouldn't even know how to gauge it against mm-hmm. something else, but I think uh, I think I do a pretty good job. Most yeah. people who have seen my work, they they think they like it. So unless they're yeah. just patronizing, yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? You know, I'm I'm not gonna dig too yeah. deep into that. There you, <laughs> well, they, you know, they say if one person calls you a horse, ignore it. If five <laughs> call you a horse, you better go buy a saddle, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's one of the reasons we actually connected too. We're mm-hmm. while we're at work together, yep, we definitely. talk about photography. Mm-hmm. When you love something, it's just so like sometimes when you attract people who mm-hmm. love the same thing. It's, it's nice. It makes it makes going to work the nine to five job easier. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. But I've always knew you were up to something bigger, though. Oh really? Yeah. How's Because we talk about it. Oh. <laughs> magazine mm-hmm. and now this. Yeah. So initially, uh, the plan was to start a magazine. Okay. I wanted to do. I had a cool name and everything. It was called Fire Tree Magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. Somebody told me it was lame, but I don't. I don't believe it. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> listen to the haters. There's always going to be haters. Right. You know and I mean? and we were just going to do like the cream of the crop shots. Like we were just going to do like some. Mm-hmm. You know, we were only going to. We were. My goal was to like work with like local SF farms, like that were putting up the best of the best because. Yeah. There was no reason to go anywhere else than here. We mm. we grow the best pot in the world, period, hands down. Like, stop right so there. San Francisco. Like, absolutely. Okay. As a matter of fact, when we were going to move uh, from Austin originally, we had two choices. We were going to go either to Denver or to here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why we liked Denver so much was um, Denver is like the major city for most EDM. So uh, most EDM? of the most electronic dance music. Yeah. Okay. So most of the big like EDM DJs yeah. live in or around Denver. Okay. So being that I'm also a DJ, um, I, I thought that it would be advantageous to move into that area because mm-hmm. I wanted to be around other artists. Yeah. And, you know, there's just a feel that you get yes. with the camaraderie from yeah. that. So mm-hmm. um, so we, we were we were stoked. We were pretty set on moving there. We'd gone there a couple times. We liked it a lot. Um, but then again, my friend Christina asked us to come out and visit San Francisco mm. and we got to visit out here and it, we were just sold. 
we just we loved nice. it out here. Yeah. Shout out to Christina because yeah. <laughs> I met you last year because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, you know, actually the Bay Area in San Francisco is big for DJs and electronic music as well. Mm-hmm. It it is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, when I was growing up, I don't know if it's changed uh, over the years, but I remember in the '90s. San Jose, San Francisco was all DJs. Mm-hmm. Like all my friends growing up were DJs. Mm-hmm. I was the only one that wasn't. <laughs> you know what I, mean? right. I put a track on beat for like maybe five minutes and then I train <laughs> tracked and that was the end of my DJ career, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're a DJ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it used to be a long time. Now, this is before the internet. This was, I, 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 I'm 42, so I started yeah. DJing uh, in Mexico a long time ago wow. uh, in Matamoros um, yeah. and Progreso, uh, sometimes at Reynosa, depending on like what club would, would take me on at the time. Yeah. You know, it's crazy thing about Mexico is like, it doesn't even matter how old you are. As long oh, no. as you're old enough to like order this a drink. This tall to yeah. That's yeah, all. yeah. As long as you can get in and get yourself there, like oh, yeah. you can drink, you can mm-hmm. be in the clubs. Mm-hmm. It does. Everything goes oh in Mexico, God. right? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. So it must have been pretty fun back in those days. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, that was the one of the benefits of being in the Rio Grande Valley was that South. Uh, every year spring break came, and yeah. you'd get you'd get college kids from all over the all over Texas that would mm. come down and go to yeah. Mexico, mm. get shit faced. It was yeah. a lot of fun. So yeah, I remember that. I got shit faced for the first time in Mexico. <laughs> it was, it was uh, uh, Rosarito, Senor Frogs. I uh, can't wait to go to Rosarito. I, yeah. I like. I haven't been to Baja California yet. I've, yeah. o- I've only been to uh, right over the border in, in, in Texas. So Yeah, you should go. I mean, Mexico's already open, so everyone, <laughs> when they're traveling, they're going to Cancun, oh, Tulum, yeah. all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so so you used to be a DJ. Yes, yeah. Okay, but you were a real DJ then because you yeah, had to do vinyl, vinyl back That's then. That's right, vinyl. That's mm-hmm. yeah. right. I had two uh, 1210 SK5s. They okay. were the uh, techniques. So, uh-huh. And uh, I only played vinyl. What I started to do later on is I started to do a, like a live production show okay so essentially what i would do is i would have um my control board and uh-huh. in my control board i would run uh, like a, a synthesizer mm-hmm. and and a, and a, like a drum machine okay so i would just create a beat and then i would create like a, a, a sample and then i would just run it on a loop and then i would mix a record into that oh wow and go vice versa that's cool. So it was live production mixed with uh, some actual just vinyl to vinyl. So. so you're actually a truly talented music creator. I, I like producer. to think so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, if you can DJ with vinyl, you're a real DJ. You know? <laughs> That's true. Because yeah, it's funny because, you know, uh, my friends are still. I have they press that, that magic button. Yeah. No, but they're still DJs from the old school. Oh, okay, but okay. now, but they still have the setup now. Mm-hmm. So I was at my friend's house the other day. I'm like, can you teach me to DJ? He's like, sure. So it's so easy now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, the real DJ must hate which is why i got out of it yeah honestly like, they must when I, yeah. yeah they must hate the djs now because i was putting tracks on beat oh yeah after about a little 10 minute explanation like so the thing i didn't get <laughs> was i didn't know where the song broke where it started mm-hmm. i was just trying to put it on beat right mm-hmm. so i got a few songs on beat but it just kind of sounded horrible because like the, you know, you got to know the song. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? But nowadays, like anybody can be a DJ. You just have yeah. to know the song. But it's knowing the songs and knowing how to put them together. Uh, yeah, it's even easier now because if you look at some of the software they have, mm-hmm. they've, they've got it to where you can actually see the breakdown. You see where like the beat will oh, break. Wow. You'll see where there's like a translucent or a tra- mm-hmm. like a, just like a trancy kind of like middle part or mm-hmm. sample. Yeah, and that's just where you put it in there because there's no beat to mix. To mix essentially, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> only thing you need to make sure at that point is that you have the same beat per minute. So and that does it for you automatically when you hit the blend button. So yeah, do you know what we're talking the about? The blend though? button. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I mean I'm 
whenever I'm around my DJ friends, I'm taking photos for them. I'm always looking at them like, oh, this is like yeah. a different, different world for me, different mm-hmm. dimension, really. But I do love taking photos of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's about that's awesome. it. And not to take anything against any DJs now. I mean, if that's what you grew up with, and that's the indi- that's the era you started in, then more power to you. But if you're a DJ from back in the day, I understand. Like, I'm like, okay, for me to try to put two vinyl records on beat, that's mm-hmm. takes some skill. Yes. You know? For me to match up the uh, the BPM and you know to choose a song in your computer and mm. to just make sure that I just adjust the volume and make sure the, that's not that difficult. Correct. You know what I mean? Well, you nailed it though. You said skill because that's really the difference between DJs then and now. Yeah. Is it, you had to be very skilled before, whereas yeah. now you have to be very creative. Yeah. Mm. But I guess I guess there's still a need for talent because yeah. If you're not creative, I mean, anybody can put two songs together, but yeah. it's, you're creating an experience Correct. when you yeah. put them the right way. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? But anyways, I love DJing. Uh, I love music, period. My father was a singer. I didn't get the singing talent. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I am going to end up getting, uh, what, what's that unit thing called again? You mentioned it. It's called a... A uh, control board? A control board. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to buy one of those. A little cheap thousand dollar mm-hmm. one because I don't need this fancy whatever, and I'm gonna start practicing because I have friends yeah. nice. DJs, and you know, because I just love music and following your bliss. Yeah, huh? there you go. Do right? you have a preference yet on which uh, which program you're gonna use, either Serato, mm-hmm. Trackster, or uh, Recordbox? I'm gonna use whatever. I think Serato. Serato is yeah, what I would recommend, yeah. which is why I was asking. Yeah, because yeah. that's what my friend told me. He said Serato is. It's it, yeah. They it's the industry standard. Okay. Uh, yeah. The other record box is actually made by Pioneer, uh, mm-hmm. which is why that one got pushed real hard. And then Traxter. What people like about Traxter is you can do a little bit more of the live production stuff. Okay. But Serato is definitely better if your goal is to mix tracks together and do it in a creative way. So. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do Serato. That's what my friend has, and I was just practicing with that, cool. but. But yeah, so I mean, that's going to be a, a hobby, I guess. But I mean, if I could, you know, just learn to put some music because I, I do have an ear because mm-hmm. I'm an artist myself. Right. Uh, I was I was drawing was my talent, but I was always creative mm-hmm. and I grew up with the electronic music and okay. I just love like like knowing like you can, I can I can tell I can count the bars because mm-hmm. that's what my DJ friends taught me so when I listen to songs I'm not just listening I'm listening to the bars I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm like oh this is when the beat's gonna kick in so I can tell when the beat's gonna kick in when mm-hmm. it's gonna go out and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff but uh I would just love to have that as like a, 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 a like a skill or like a talent or you know just to just to enjoy music you know start know? with house music it's yeah real, it's real easy it's you got a four by four beat you'll, yeah you'll love it yeah. yeah you'll be able to this is so easy I yeah <laughs> i know seriously so you can build on top of oh that, yeah definitely basically. it yeah. helps you build your confidence nice. once yes. you once you get it yeah it's you'll he's, he's gonna be dancing up there yeah doing <laughs> <laughs> bliss seekers right? follow your bliss right right uh but anyways let's get back to this so uh so your company again mm-hmm. right so you want to try to make it diy Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So talk so about that a little bit. One of the aspects of uh, of the company is that we we want to make products that people will be able to grow cannabis themselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is going to be centered on just home grows, nothing large scale. Right. We're, we're not trying. And 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 the only the only uh, the only places that we're going to be selling the products are going to be where where you can legally grow cannabis up to okay. six plants, that kind of thing. So gotcha. um, we've got. We've got other products in mind, but the first one that we want to get out in the DIY market is definitely a, a smart pot. Something okay. that'll help them, um, you know, just uh, take care of their, their cannabis and get to the best quality and yield that they can get to mm-hmm. with the least amount of effort. Okay. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, um, well, they say if you want a successful business, you got to find a, a problem and create the solution. Correct. Right? Correct. And it's all about timing as well, mm-hmm. too. You know, right now is the best timing because... Mm-hmm. You know, with the Biden administration, with the legalization of 
you know, mm-hmm. cannabis and it's probably going to become federally, federally legal soon. Correct. And, and, you know, big businesses getting involved and, but it's not just about being the next grower or, or producer or whatever. It's about a new idea to right. the old industry. Right. And I think that's kind of where you guys are at. Exactly. And it's funny because you took your experience and then you came to the tech world mm. and you started meeting these engineers or, you know, these, the, your friend who mm-hmm. was all about AI and all that. And you're like, Hey, let's, let's merge two worlds. Exactly. Let's merge tech and let's merge cannabis and mm-hmm. let's create a solution. And yeah. And this is while you guys are smoking in a joint. Exactly. That was, the, that's <laughs> like the, the glue the, that bind us together. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the medicine was like with you guys throughout this. So mm-hmm. it's awesome. I feel like this is the future. I mean, mm-hmm. it's already happening right now, but you know, carrying on to the future. Yeah, you're right. And it, it is about timing. And like, it, I think, that um, before it wasn't it wasn't the right time because there was just too many negative connotations when mm-hmm. it came to cannabis. But I think that over t- over the last few years, um, really Colorado, California, uh, have done a very good job of 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 making it you know not such a, a bad thing anymore. Yeah. People don't see it as the boogeyman anymore. Mm-hmm. They're seeing it as the medicine that it yeah. is in a lot of cases. And right. That was what was necessary, mm-hmm. you know, for the social change for the yeah. social for people to just be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you understand the history of it, you yeah. know, it was always uh, a very useful and successful product. And, mm-hmm. and paper was made from hemp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sales used to be made from hemp. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's it's faster to grow. It's easier to use. It's stronger. It's more durable. Yeah. It was also a medicine for, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, a couple wealthy men came along, uh, you know, John D. Rockefeller and, uh, you know, William Hurst. Uh, they decided that hemp needs to go away yeah. because it mm-hmm. was going to hurt their businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was around the 30s when the, the Great Depression was happening and their businesses were suffering. So they said, hey, how do we make it work? Well, let's uh, let's demonize cannabis. Right? Which is funny because the smarter move would have been to make industry out of it. Yeah. True. Right. There's right. so many uses for hemp that it's it's un- unbelievable that they, they went the other direction, honestly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you would, I, I mean, being somebody, especially with the means that those two people had at the time, you would have thought, let's just corner the market. Let's right. just ma- lobby and make it so that it's mm-hmm. not illegal. Right. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Yeah, they well, lobbied and made it illegal. That's what they well, did. I think yeah, they, they also, made it illegal. Uh, yeah, illegal. Yeah. Illegal. They also, I think they also fear that plant medicine heals yeah you know what i mean yeah that's another the farm- big thing. pharmaceutical mm-hmm. is huge like so. chris rock says there ain't no money in the cure that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, we are here we're out here plant medicine works so mm-hmm. yeah it, it's funny too the the term marijuana uh they stole it from the mexicans pancho villa la cucaracha mm-hmm. right and and hearst was a racist like extreme races and he hated Pancho Villa even more because mm-hmm. Pancho Villa and his and his in his group they stole three hundred thousand acres of lumber from him. Oh wow. <laughs> and that's why he was against them. And so they took the word marijuana. They said, Oh, it's gonna, you know, cause your kids to go crazy and it's a gateway Demonized. drug yeah. and da da da. And then he had one of his cousins go into office, like you said, politi- they got political, they created they passed the marijuana tax mm-hmm. act and mm-hmm. eighty years later it's completely demonized. And now we have the opioid epidemic because of it. We have plastic mm. industry yep. because of it. We have the oil industry because of it and magazines. Cause he was a magazine magnate, mm-hmm. right? And paper magazines, right? But like you said, what if he just made his magazine yeah. from him? It would have been a lot easier, <laughs> yeah. right? But anyways, um, so you guys are, are trying to basically make the industry more DIY. Mm-hmm. You want to have quality, Right. right. And you also want to help the environment, which Correct. is pretty awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I didn't know, but I learned this from you that San Francisco is the best place in the world to grow. That we grow the best. Yeah, the, the Bay here. Area has the best climate for outdoor uh, uh, cannabis. Outdoor. Okay. But yeah. the reason why they have the best cannabis in general in the world is because the cultivators. Mm. Okay. The culture that's been created here mm. and and fermented here is 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 why the Bay Area has the premier growers and, you mean and the cannabis culture that's been grown. The culture yeah. of yeah, the culture yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the homegrown, yeah, the homegrown, the, the homegrown culture here. <laughs> Are you just talking about outdoor specifically, or no, no, in, in all too? facets, okay. like uh, indoor, okay. indoor as well. Even hash makers, mm. some of the best in the world are in this in this Bay Area because of their direct, just you know, a pro- proximity to this amount of cannabis. So mm. it's just all relative. I feel like wow, it makes me feel very proud to be from the Bay yeah. Area. No, yeah. absolutely. Uh, one of my one of it's just just a little side story. One of my favorite cultivators is a guy named Sherbinsky. He's pretty big. He Sunset Sherbert. He yeah. I, I read something somewhere that he um, actually came up with that strain in the same neighborhood that I currently live in. <laughs> Which to me is awesome. Wow, that's, yeah. like, that's cool. like some close to Mecca shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I was like, yeah, to the Mecca. yeah, exactly. So like uh, that kind of stuff and those little stories, I wouldn't be able to have or experience if I wasn't in San Francisco. Yeah. So that's that, awesome. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. you landed in the right place. Me too. But everything ah, happens for a reason. Right. I, I don't think there's no there's no coincidences in this world. There's no accidents, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you attracted it. It, it was you were led to it, and mm-hmm. you, like you said, your friend brought you here and then took off. Yeah, that's the perfect sign that you know you're you. She was here just to bring you guys to the yeah it was for a purpose i think it's alignment Mm -hmm. for real yeah Mm. so talk a little bit more about your company like you know where you want to go with it yeah so uh right now we're we're extending into texas because we're we're opening up a production plant uh Mm -hmm. once we get our hempcrete um mix completely perfect okay like i said we're still kind of in the um the uh Planning stage, not planning yeah. stage, but like just uh, we're trying to figure out the right mixture. R and D, yeah, we're yeah. definitely doing some development down there. And, um, but the majority of my executive team is in is in Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Being that we're going to our first product is going to be produced or, or made there, so. Okay. And we felt like it was a good place to start because of its geographic location. We're we're close to Mexico, so if mm. once international starts becoming a thing, we'll be we'll be ready yeah. to go that direction. But mm. being one. in the center of the country is helpful when yeah. you're trying to ship stuff in both directions. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's so, smart. That's so, a good point. Okay. Texas is literally like right smack exactly. dab in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we thought that. And then again, I have a lot of history down in South Texas. Mm. I understand that the 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 cost of living is very low mm. um uh that the workforce is very ready yeah um mm. it's also um the, like the you so you know that all of those things i think are going to give us a uh strategic advantage to yeah. to anybody else in the market who's going to be trying to put something out putting something else mm. out there so well, that's another another um kind of coincidental thing that's working in your favor is yeah you know, now you know why you grew up in South Texas. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's more affordable and your company can grow faster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so like full, cir- full circle too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to yeah. put it, Joe. It's full, it's full circle. And um, are people going to be able to like, because I know there's, I'm not too knowledgeable on the, you know, hemp and cannabis, mm-hmm. and, but I know there's different names, there's different flavors, there's different like mixes and all that. Right. Are people going to be able to, be creative with their personal grow yeah well it's funny because um one of the things that i learned being in the industry here is that strains are an imaginary made-up thing Mm. Mm. that um each one of the strain you've got major you've got basic land race strains that 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 people know and uh all all of your all of your current strains are all a variation of those land race strains Mm. Mm -hmm. various mixtures of those um 
So, uh, yeah, like you'll be, it's more about the phenotypes is what they call them. So mm-hmm. you basically, let's say, for example, you have biscotti and uh, mm-hmm. you get a seed from that biscotti. Okay. Because you grow that seed, it, it's not necessarily the same biscotti plant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it, 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 a lot of things that determine the, what you get at the end result are, are the environmental you know, okay. uh, the so- soil, mm. all, all those kinds of things. So, okay. so, um, it, you're never, g- it's really hard. It's actually harder to duplicate the same kind of strain mm. than, than, uh, than you'd think. That's very interesting. Cause mm. like, I mean, if you get a tomato seed mm-hmm. and it's the, that certain tomato, you can grow that certain tomato, right? Very true. Uh, of course the environment does help, mm-hmm. you know, cause some regions are better for certain fruits and vegetables, but you're saying that a, 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 a cannabis seed will not necessarily always reproduce the same plant well it won't have the same characteristics every time yeah. okay yeah, like see, the percentage of the thc could be higher lower, percentage right? thc mm-hmm. could be lower even the characteristics of the plant let's mm-hmm. like say for example um you have a plant that was exposed to cold temperatures okay for a long period of time that'll cause the plant to change t- uh, colors wow so it'll go from green to purple but that's a stress on the plant Wow. A lot of times the plant will produce less flower because of that, because mm. it's it's trying to repair itself from being cold the whole yeah. time. So, so it's a very malleable plant. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And that's why region determines so much on the quality of the plant. And that's why no, or Northern California in general is known for the best cannabis in general, because right. their outdoor flower is just un, un, you know, unparalleled. You can't, there's, there's nothing better. And that's because of the fact that um, you've got a good, mo- uh, it's a good combination of the mixture of, uh, of moisture mm. and the fact that the temperature gets high and then mm. drops very low at night. Mm-hmm. So mm. it, it almost like it's flash freezing the cannabinoids inside of the, inside of the plant mm. so that it makes it, uh, it locks that taste in there. Yeah. Can you explain to everyone real quick who doesn't know what land race strains are? Uh, so land race strains are basically uh, the few strains that were in existence naturally mm-hmm. in uh, in in the world. Uh, a couple of examples of those would be like um, you've got uh, Acapulco Gold. Um, another one is uh, Jamaican. Uh, there's Jamaican land race is. Uh, oh, like um, lamb's bread. Oh, like I that. love yeah. land spread. That's a sativa, right. by the way. Um, then there's mm-hmm. African land race strains. There's just right. it depends on what region region of the country. So these are basically like the OGs. Yeah, yeah I was gonna OGs. say the exactly. OGs. You exactly. read my mind. Yeah. 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 Hey, we're, we're yeah. Connected, right. Yeah. Is 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 Acapulco Gold the one from like the Narcos story where the that <laughs> that, that that guy created this this basically one that doesn't have seeds? Exactly. Sensamia. So Sensimia. yeah, that that was yes. the that was the original. Like, uh, that's when they started to figure out. There was other uh, strains, like the Hindu, Hindu. I think there were Hindu strains that they did. They, they learned early yeah. to, to remove the seeds, and and. But that was one of the first mass-produced versions mm-hmm. of of a, of a seedless plant, <laughs> and yeah. that yeah that and when they did that, they realized that the quality was just okay. ridiculous. So so Cinsemia, that was the one that's basically the correct the, the big part of the whole narcos right mexico <laughs> yeah. you know, story right <laughs> exactly yeah. okay um so what is it about it not having the seed that makes it better well what it is is when the male plant doesn't have the chance to pollinate the female plant um it, it doesn't cause more seeds to be spread so so essentially what happens is a male plant will pollinate the female plant the female plant is it has flowers first right once the flowers become pollinated by the the male plant it starts to produce seeds Okay. Mm-hmm. Once it starts to produce seeds, it starts to lose potency. Uh, so a lot of the THC and the CBD, all of the, the cannabinoids that you get from t- from cannabis, uh, right. 
they lose their potency because you start to it starts to produce seeds. So it's like mm. the Virgin Mary, basically. <laughs> right. Has to immaculate be a virgin. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so that's immaculate conception. And, and it's funny you say that because like that's how they are able to produce these same quality plants mm. every time is mm. mother plants. Wow. And mother what they, plants. What they do is they take a, a phenotype, like a specific, like for example, that's why you have you hear about like gelato forty one, gelato forty five, gelato thirty three. Mm. That's because that was the number that they assigned the seed from that gelato plant that they okay. got the first time that came out from there. That's the phenotype. Okay. So, uh, so gelato is a phenotype. So gelato itself, gelato itself is a hybrid, but okay. mm-hmm. but what, once they found that one plant and they decided to make seeds from that one plant, they took that plant and they uh, the, each one of those seeds subsequently from that was a phenotype of that oh, plant. Oh, okay. okay. Got it, got it, got it. So. Okay. Well, fun fact real quick. I once smoked a lamb's bread and went to the gym. <laughs> and I felt like I was flying when I was running on a treadmill. Oh, that's awesome. When I was lifting, I was like, ah, oh, I don't that's feel anything. That's the thing about Landry Sativas. They're yeah. very uplifting. Yes. So you'll get that. Yeah. Okay. If I was ever to smoke, I guess it would be those those uppers because okay. I'm a very mellow person. Gotcha. So I, I never really got into uh, weed or cannabis, not because I was against it or anything, but like I'm a mo- mellow person. So mm-hmm. any type of drug or thing that makes me more mellow right. is not good for me, right? <laughs> you didn't need yeah, to no, relax. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I go from couch potato to melt it into the couch and you. just unproductive, right? So I didn't like anything that made me unproductive, right? <laughs> um, so do you guys have anything else in the works? Or right now is it just basically the one the one product that you guys are hempcrete right now we're working on the hempcrete we want to kind of focus everything on that so okay. we can get it yeah. to market which is smart mm-hmm. master um, one and then move ex- on to the yeah, next one yeah exactly once we nail that down and uh, we've got um, a good a good flow going with that product i think with that point we're going to start moving into the research of the of our of our homegrown okay. products luckily um, i got a little bit of time because it's not nationally um, yeah. mm-hmm. so i figure i got about a good year and a half to develop my product per properly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but uh i, I we where our goal is hopefully to get um our first mvp which is this hempcrete out by the beginning of this year mm-hmm. or beginning of next year um or the end of this year we're not sure yet okay. so we're trying oh, to i can't wait till i see it on amazon <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm like plan. he was on the podcast right. two years yeah. ago and now i could order an amazon click right that's yeah awesome yeah that's cool well hey i mean it sounds like a great idea um Where's where do you see the company headed? Like, what's your vision for the company? Our vision, my vision for the company, and gen- like as a whole, is to to build these products, hemp products that are helpful uh, for the environment, but also mm-hmm. to build uh, a a good like stable of products that are for DIY grow, and that whether it be curing and drying, uh, whether it be cloning and uh, or or germination, uh, anything to help the process as a whole be simpler. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also involving a lot of uh, social media. We're involving a lot of our. Uh, we actually make videos on how to roll a joint, okay. uh, just like different educational hey, videos, things smart. like that. So mm-hmm. th- this to give some content to our website, so that when you go yeah. there and you buy products, you'll be able to see like, well, this is how you uh, seed. This is how you yeah. clone. This is how you. So. That's very very smart because everyone's going to go there to. Why have yeah. them leave when yeah. they don't have to? My you know, site. You educational. Know, that's, that's, the point. That's, yeah. that's great. I just had a weird vision where I see baby boomers using your products, <laughs> you know, because of pain. Yeah. Pain yeah. management. You yeah. know, like, Absolutely. you know, uh, the baby boomers are probably the, the one generation that is the hardest, but also the one that probably needs it the most. Mm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is the whole irony of everything, no. yeah. right? My baby boomer mother actually just uh, put in an order for some uh, CBD, like, uh, rub for her knees nice. or for yeah so yeah. she's of her back sorry so she's mm. 
Yeah, no, I, I understand the importance, and I think that that they are going to start understanding the importance of and the, the benefit of having these cannabinoids yeah, available sure. once they're start once they're legally, you know. Yeah, yeah. just like you know, grandmother loves to garden, but instead <laughs> of gardening tomatoes and whatever, she's gardening her her cannabis or hemp, you know, so she can deal with her pain or mm-hmm. help her knees or her arthritis or whatever, you know. What I mean? And by the way, there's two di- there's two different ways, right? There's a recreational. And there's medicinal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what, see, people just, whenever they think of it, the demonized part, they think of the recreational. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's nothing wrong with recreational, but that's where people are kind of more geared toward mm-hmm. because they've been so blinded to the medicinal part yes. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so your goal is to make it both medicinal, medicinal, mm-hmm. recreational. They're just able to grow their own. I want to make it available. Available. You know what I mean? Okay. I yes. want to make it available and it's up to the people to choose okay. exactly. how they use that. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think it's super cool that our barrier in my home is probably the best, like you said, the number one best place <laughs> mm-hmm. to grow because, of, it, again, it goes back to the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> why does everybody want to live in California? Why is everybody, well, you know, why is it so expensive? Well, it's like the weather, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's a big thing with the weather. Right? Absolutely. So anything else you want to talk about with your company real quick? Uh, no. I mean, that's uh, y'all giving me a really good opportunity to kind of lay it out, you know, without giving too much away. You yeah. Know? <laughs> that's another thing I do want to be careful because I know you're still. In yeah. The yeah. We're stages, still in developing. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't want someone to start to steal your ideas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Strategic. Um, I do want to ask you uh, if you have any example of uh, sharing something like, you know, when one of the experience you had when it comes to helping people with cannabis? Um, well, I mean, I'd say that a lot of the times, one of the things that I would do is I help a lot of uh, healthcare workers, mm. uh, especially doctors and mm. uh, like physicians assistants, mm. things like that, nurse practitioners. And they want to understand the dosing of cannabis mm. and they want to understand how it can be beneficial for their patients. And nice. I think that that's amazing that these people who that are, very who yeah. spent, you know, years of their lives showing somebody else that they're, you know, worthy of their title, doctor, mm. nurse, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. And to trust me enough to come in there and ask me, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it touches you. Cause you're just like, you know, I, I've, I've gotten good at what I do mm. and it's, it's, it's nice to be appreciated. Those people like that, that's the ultimate validation for me. If the people like that, that come in there and ask me these questions. Yeah. That's awesome. And because, you know, with the medical professionals, they're only thought one thing, yeah. one way. And now that a lot more people are open up to alternative, alternative medicine, mm-hmm. it will help a lot more people. Well, you know I like I mean? that they're, ju- that they're adjusting to that though. Yeah, that they're like, you know, if it's going to help people, then I'm going to get into yeah, it as well. Yeah. 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 yeah you sure. know, in the, in the true essence of a doctor, you don't become a doctor if you don't really like to help people Absolutely. i mean i know there's money involved but nurses especially they work so hard yeah you know, they do all the work pretty much doctor comes in you know does one thing and leaves right but if you truly are in the medical field you you went in thinking you're there to help right mm. but right. then eventually it just became medicate everybody and yeah. treat them you know mm. uh, but now i think that's very powerful that actually they're reaching out to you now mm-hmm. or to the yeah. industry and saying hey we understand this helps like mm-hmm. can you teach us how we can help because you know, if you become a doctor or a nurse, you want to help people, right? Right. And you you realize now that the whole industry is not really about help. It's about money. It's about keeping people on meds. Like I said, there ain't no money in the cure. But I think that's pretty awesome that they're reaching out to you. You guys are going to kind of become like the unsung heroes <laughs> of health. You know what I mean? Mm. Because like, you know, instead of like being chastised or cast away or being put in jail for things, you know, um, now it's going to be like, wow, you guys are the ones leading 
the the way to help and and treat actually cure people which is i think is amazing i think it also goes back to nature yeah like nature has been yeah. here before we were born <laughs> very true and nature heals as well and cannabis is one of them yeah you it's not I mean? a chemical it's grown naturally yeah and i know they've they've juiced it up they've <laughs> pimped it out you know where it can do some pretty crazy things mm-hmm. but in the end it's a plant yeah right and you know i have a real quick experience like my my dog she lived to 17 and a half years she just passed away but she got kidney failure mm-hmm. about two years ago and i started giving her cbd oil and that was like a lifesaver for really? her really like she ate more wow. she was like springy mm-hmm. like it was like weird. Like they called her the miracle dog. I switched her wow. to a whole foods diet mm-hmm. and gave her CBD. Wow. I didn't put her on all the meds they wanted me to put her on. And she lived for two years after kidney. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's the thing about CBD is that um, what I usually try to tell the people that I work with is that CBD, if anything, it provides you a bit of relief in a situation where you normally can't get it. Right. Mm-hmm. So people who are just achy all the time and mm-hmm. just want a little bit of something else, that's literally what it's done. Yeah. Like my dog, she was 17 and a half years old. That's like 106 yeah. dog years. <laughs> wow. Know? And until the end, like she was doing great until the last two weeks. Oh. But imagine like 17 and a half years old, two years with kidney failure. Wow. And all she needed to do was get her fluids twice a week. Everything else was good diet and CBD oil. Wow. I didn't give her no meds, That's no amazing. pain. This, mm-hmm. no every. You know, it's just the way doctors are. Right. Even, oh, give her this medication. I oh, mean, give her this. I feel like they're just trying to do it as mo- as convenient as possible. Yeah. For you. you know what I mean? Like what that's, they know. That's the sad part. Is and that's that, how they're trained. Well, mm-hmm. exactly. And that mm-hmm. that's the kind of the sad part is that like, there's dying people are seen as an inconvenience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they could be in less pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they give you a pill, but then it causes three other problems. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. No, <laughs> like absolutely. those commercials, like you won't have allergies, right. but you have explosive diarrhea. And we bleed right. I was just going to say, I'd rather just sniffle a little. than yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't understand these commercials. And then they tell you, give the, uh, you know, try this, whatever it's called. And then the side effects comes after. Like, Worse, what is yeah. the point <laughs> of me taking this when, yeah. you know, it's there's like a all, chance. All I, I had was sweaty way. palms before. Yeah. Like, I don't I'll deal with the sweaty palms. Bleeding from my asshole. And possible <laughs> death i don't think so right? i'll just sleep it off exactly. yeah exactly and you yeah. know i've been on a spiritual journey the last few years of my life i know you know joe and shout out to hatem it's shout his birthday to today happy birthday happy birthday hatem so everybody say happy birthday hatem right <laughs> um and uh i think a lot of the spirituality has led me to holistic stuff you know okay. like my mom has this uh, uh acupuncture guy so i had back pain for 15 years like a lot of car accidents I felt like I was an old man. Mm-hmm. I was waking up in pain every single day. He makes his little herbal teas. My pain is gone in two months. Wow. After 15 years of like chronic pain. Jesus. And it's just herbs. And I'm like, wait a minute. So that that, <laughs> that sparked something in yeah. me. He cured my mom of really bad anemia. Like wow. all, he's cured some people with just herbs. And so I'm like, okay, like there's something going on here. Like mm-hmm. how could I go <laughs> to like acupuncture, here. chiropractors, yeah. All these adjustments. And the thing about adjustments is like they're cool, but they don't last because your mm. muscles are still all jacked up. Exactly. Your nerves are still all jacked up. So mm. you'll be feel fine for a couple of days and then you go right back to where you were because you got the, 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 the root is not fixed. Right? right. So after that, I was like, okay, I need to start learning more about holistic, more yeah. about different things. Like, you know, I never was really big on medicine. And Latinos, you know, we're like, <laughs> we don't even go to the doctor until like a little testing on t- it. Yeah, a little testing or some Vicks, right? Yeah, some Vicks vapor rub. We're not. We don't go to the doctor until like our arms fall. Our arms oh, yeah. not working anymore. Okay, maybe I should go to the doctor yep. now. My arms not functioning, right? But anyway, so I, I'm more about holistic, right? Well, I, I want to sh- since you brought that up uh, a few years ago. 
I remember um, I came into work. I was working in wine industry. And then um, I was really sore, right? I, I was working in the office, nothing to do. So I went to the warehouse. I was like, oh, let me help. And then pick up the box and kind of like, I heard something in my back. Yeah. So I went back in the office. I actually bent down to grab my charger and I felt like I pulled something. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I smoked so much weed that weekend because <laughs> it was so painful. And I did uh, acupuncture, uh, acupressure and body work. Oh, and wow. It's like basically what my friend did is massage all the pain out. Mm-hmm. Within like less than a week, I was cured basically. Oh, wow. oh that's awesome. Because of that smoking weed and combination other things, I was well, able to work, like start my new job. Well, like, cannabis is later. an anti-inflammatory, so yeah, that, that probably that helped. Yeah. In, you know, in a, yeah. You know, so, with the pain and the inflammation. Exactly. So. You know, inflammation is where all the chronic illness comes yep. from in our bodies. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, get rid of the inflammation. You can either do it like like with pills going to give you other issues mm-hmm. or you can do it naturally. I guarantee I would be in worse shape if not for cannabis. I guarantee. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee sure. it because yeah. of how bad I was and mm. still am sometimes to my body. Mm. I'm, I'm 100% <laughs> like, sure. It's keeping me going. That it's keeping so me thank going. Thank you, yeah. cannabis. Like yes. me, and, me and Willie Nelson are the two. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, thank you for letting me just live a good life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So cannabis is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love the... I mean, uh, I'm a recre- recreational smoker in a, before. Mm-hmm. I haven't smoked in a while, but I love CBD right now. It helps CBD. me go to sleep as well. So Yeah, like I um, I don't take aspirin or anything for pain. I'll just take CBD. Yeah. I mean, I just saw how it changed my dog's life. I mean, mm-hmm. if it works for dogs, it's going to work for us. Yeah, right. you know sure. what I mean? Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, what we always finish off every podcast is our famous segment called Joe's Six Q's. Okay. So Joe's about <laughs> to ask you. Yeah, it's famous. It's <laughs> yeah. like world famous. Um, by the way, if you guys like this video, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to smash that like button oh, and yeah. uh, hit that notification bell. But anyways, we're going to go right over to Joe. I'm going to hand it over to her. She's going to ask you some really deep questions and then we'll close it out. Sounds good. Let's see how deep it is. <laughs> how deep it gets. Um <clears throat> So do you have any advice for anyone who's basically who wants to try cannabis, but like where to get educated? You know what I'm saying? Because, again, it's been demonized for so many years. Right. Um, first thing I'd say is don't trust a friend. <laughs> I remember the first I time homie. I, remember, <laughs> I remember the first time I tried dab. Uh, it was oh out of a boy. six foot glass bong yeah. in Texas because they thought it'd be funny to see how that went. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> always do your own research. I'd like to yeah. say, um, but definitely trust your bud tenders. Like mm. and and be comfortable with the person you're buying it with. If yeah. you don't, if they, you don't feel like the bud tender you're talking to is giving you the kind of attention that you want, mm. ask for somebody else. Yeah, I think people a lot of the times they they get stuck in the, uh, the the normal retailness of of cannabis right now because mm-hmm. it is the way it is but these people are there for, they're there, they're supposed to be there to help you and yeah. if you have questions they shouldn't be there to make you feel like you are inferior because you don't know exactly as much as they do mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know don't don't be afraid to ask somebody else honestly mm-hmm. nice but uh, yeah so get get multiple opinions nice i like that don't one. go to your homie yeah, don't, <laughs> to your- don't trust your friend <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh, I got you. Don't worry about it. Come over here. I got the special thing for they you." They mean well, but yeah. not really. <laughs> <laughs> they want to see you super high. Um, what does following your bliss looks like for you this year? Uh, just believing in myself 100%. Mm. St- I stopped this last year has been all about not putting roadblocks in front of me. Yeah. I, I feel like it took a long time to get to the point where I finally understood that we are the only people who create our roadblocks mm. and we're the only people who can remove them. So 
So uh, that's been my focus. Nice. Definitely. Yeah, Thank there's you. a quote that says, you are the problem, but the best part about that is you are also the solution. Mm. Like you that. got it, man. Don't don't ever doubt yourself. <laughs> I meet a lot of people, and I think you have something special here. So I appreciate just that. Keep going. Just keep going. Thanks. There's going to be a lot of haters, a lot of diversity, <laughs> but just keep going. If there's a lot of haters, you know you're doing something right. Exactly, right? Exactly. That's the only time you don't have haters. <laughs> don't do nothing with your life. And guess what? Nobody will bother Nobody you. Nobody will hate you. <laughs> they don't even know you exist. Right. You know. Um, okay, so it's going to get deep. Okay. Nope. Okay, when you hear the word uh, purpose, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, that is real deep. That's going to be my daughter. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. How old is your daughter? She's 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. Teenager. She doesn't think I know how old she is. <laughs> we got into an argument the other day, and she said, I'm not 16. And I'm like, I didn't say you were. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, but I, I, love, I love her. That. And yeah, she's definitely yeah. a driving force. That's Thank awesome. you for sharing. Yeah. yeah. It's your why. Her name's Tegan, by the way. Tegan. She's awesome. Hey. Shout out to Tegan. Shout out to you. <laughs> um, so, okay, so how would you like to be remembered? Um, I would love to be remembered as somebody who took a chance and made a change, mm. a, a positive change in a way that um, people just really understood like cannabis. And, mm. and like I said, it's be- it's gotten so bad now that they had to come up with a different term, i.e. hemp, just to get people to like really? be okay with, with like industrial hemp. Mm. Because I mean, hemp, like I said, is just a designation of cannabis. It's yeah. all cannabis. It's yeah. just, just depends on how much thc you've got in it you know that's mm-hmm. really where the, what what decides that or so yeah nice. positive change positive change. for sure <clears throat> so if you had if you were told you had 48 hours left to live what is the first and last thing you would do oh yeah <laughs> the, probably the first would be the last thing um let me see uh if if I was told I had forty eight hours to live, obviously I'd I'd go I'd get together with my family, mm. and spend as much time with them as I could, and then um, uh, I mean probably just that's a tough one, you know. I'd go to a club. I'd go to I'd be around music. Yeah. I would experience. I wouldn't waste the last time I had to not experience something new. Yeah. Mm, something new. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Nice. Follow your bliss. Follow, <laughs> exactly. Okay, one last question. What is your number one wish for the world? Um, just serenity in general. Mm-hmm. Everybody to be happy with what they're doing. Nice. I haven't heard that word in a while. Thank you yeah. for reminding me. Serenity. It's beautiful. It's about it. Thanks, guys. All right. All right well, uh, any last words, Joe? Um, I just want to say thank you for being here and taking, you know, accepting that invitation and you were out to do something awesome and I'm glad that we're still connected even, yeah. you know, we met at always. the cannabis industry and cool peeps are cool peeps. They can't yeah. That, you, know? you know, I always had good vibes with you and, uh, I'm, I'm excited to collaborate with you and do some f- photos as well. And, absolutely. um, you know, I'm here to support you as well with your business. So. I appreciate that. Too. Yeah. Thank you for coming down. Well, yeah. thanks for having me guys. It's yeah. been yeah. fun. It's been a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Not that I didn't think it would be. Just I was a little nervous. I'm not going to yeah. lie. It's all good. It. It's is. chill. I everybody tell everybody is. it's not live. It's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. edited. And we could always, you know. Yeah. It's you your know, story. Just Nobody else knows your story better than you. Yeah. That's very you true. I mean? And um, I think also as a human being, we all love to talk about ourselves and share our story. It's actually healing and liberating. So yeah. 
It's just me. I'm just giving you a, give you, us giving you a platform to do that. And I very much appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and thank you again for being on the show. You're awesome. I learned a lot, you know. Yep. And um, you know, we'll definitely have you back on uh once everything gets launched. Yeah. Right. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime and then again, if you guys like this episode, make sure you subscribe, hit that like button and hit the notification bell. Everything for him we will leave down in the in the description below. So click on that. Hey, do you have any last words? Um never stop smoking. <laughs> yeah, kind of put me on the spot there. As never always, stop smoking <laughs> weed. All right. As always, never stop smoking. Just okay. <laughs> I just want to ask you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. So, anyways, as always, follow, follow your, your bliss. bliss. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Our goal, as always, is to become the number one podcast in the world. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. And make sure you share this with three of your friends. And if you like our song, our intro song, please check out my good friend. Uh, Maroni Silva's band, A Dead Desire, on YouTube. That song is called The Mantra. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. And as always, follow your bliss.